When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff, I'm not sure if this is really going to mean much to you, but I have two tidbits of news for millennials who listen to our show. I am a millennial, so it is relevant to me. Okay. Um, it is this week has been 30 years of the R.L. Stein books, Goosebumps. It is the 30 year anniversary. I've heard of them. I've seen them. No idea. I couldn't even, I'm assuming it's some haunted theme. Okay. Yes. So it is, um, the guy has written 180 books to date, which is like amazing, right? He writes at least four a year and he, there was like an open market, I guess, when he was younger for it's, I don't want to call it horror. It's like horror light, like scary things for kids 12 and under. So it's like the seven to 12 age range. So it's like scary stuff. I never, I, I, I checked a couple out at the library. I never wound up following through with them because I thought they were really scary. Are they like ghost stories or? They're ghost stories. They're all, none of them are things that could ever happen. Like, okay. like one of them is like, you know, these kids, this is like a really famous one. It's like these kids find a, um, like a camera or whatever. And they, you know, get the pictures developed and all the pictures taken on it are like bad things that are going to happen. But like that can't happen. You know what I mean? So it's like, I was reading an article about him, like time magazine did a piece for his 30th anniversary. That is a, that is a tricky needle to thread. It is a very tricky needle to thread. Scary things for, because that's the age where if you see, like, I think that's the age when I saw the movie Piranha and I did not go swimming for like one whole summer. And you're still like scared. And I like, still think about yeah. it. Yeah. But like in the movie Piranha, uh, piranhas get into like the water system. So I was convinced they were going to like baby piranhas were going to get through the garden hose and piranha eggs right. were going to end up in the swimming pool I was in. And then they were all going to come to life and they were going to get me. And I think I probably saw that right in the middle of this age range that you're talking about. And it sticks with you forever. Yeah. So they're like super creepy books, but like his rules were kind of, and I read this in the time article, like his rules were no death. There's only death in like one of his books. It was early on. He never did it again. Very like no gore. And then they can't be things that would really happen. So it's like a ghost story or, you know, like you get photographs developed and everyone's a skeleton. Like that would never happen. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. it's creepy, but that's never going to happen. Um, so yeah, I think it was like in the same time frame with, if I'm not mistaken, with like, are you afraid of the dark? That, I have no idea what that Okay, is. it was a Nickelodeon show that had like scary stories or whatever. Anyways, there was a whole like scary thing. There's a whole generation of people trying to torture 10-year-olds. You, no, you know what it is? It's where, our, it's where our obsession with true crime, it's where <laughs> the seeds were planted. They were planted by this 
fiction. That's actually uh, a good point. <laughs> so maybe that's why we're all obsessed with Law and Order, them. SVU, and Dateline exist because because of R.L. Stein and Goosebumps. Oh, 100%. So 30th anniversary of that. I don't know about you. I feel old. I rem- Yeah, I just staple of millennial youth. Number two is... You feel old. I was 18 when they came out. <laughs> So Jeff feels really old. Um, and then number two is, is that Hocus Pocus 2 comes out September 30th and they dropped a trailer for it. I have no opinions on it because the trailer doesn't really like give much to us. Um, it but doesn't I'm have really to. Everybody's going to go see that. It, who's your age just because it's Hocus Pocus. Oh my gosh. I am super excited. And I think the actresses are so wonderful. I hope it's not... So, I mean, look, the first Hocus Pocus was really cheesy, so I feel like the bar is set pretty low for a remake, um, but the actresses are so amazing that I think it's going to be great, and the cast members, like the OG cast members, are going to be in it, except for the guy who did the voice of the cat, and Thora Birch is not in it either, who played Danny in the first one, so those are the only two, and as far as I know, everybody else is back, which I'm so excited about, so millennials, it's a good week for us. The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today is Thursday, June 30th. Why does this confuse me sometimes? Today is Thursday, (laughs) June 30th. My name is Jeff Dollar. I think maybe just because it can you believe it's the last day of June? Like what? No. No, I absolutely cannot. I feel like it was May, like five seconds ago. This is the halfway point of the year. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Anywho, uh, my name is Jeff Dollar. And today I am grateful for rain. We've had a a long streak of really hot weather. And with the exception of one or two, like pop-up thunderstorms, no rain. And now that we have a yard with flowers in it, they were starting to look really sad. And I'm like, oh, and then the rain came and they look really happy. So I'm grateful for rain. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for whiteboards. I would like to focus the second half of this year. Here's a goal. Here's a mid-year resolution. I, well, actually, it's a question. I have a problem, a personality flaw, that if my mood changes from positive to negative, it's really hard for me to get back to positive. And I don't like that about myself. So my question is, if you're a person who can, like, I don't know what 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 a good example would be, but like, who can hear bad news or get a bad review at work or get in a fight with someone or hear some terrible gossip about yourself or whatever it is. And then minutes later, bounce back and be like, oh, well, nothing I can do about that now and just move forward. My question is, are you faking it? Like, is that just fake it till you make it? I think my mom's like that. Really? Yeah. We say that my mom is like everything. And we kind of like give her a hard time about it because my, you know, the rest of my family, like we all have like super anxiety and like ADHD and like our brains are not calm. And my mom is someone that like has been, you know, when you waterproof something and the water bubbles like stay on the surface instead of 
They just roll off. Yeah, they just roll off. That's like how my mom is. She's like, oh, okay. And then it just like rolls off and into no, like she doesn't, you know, for me, I spend like hours, days, I'm in a bad mood. I'm like, you know, my mom doesn't really get that way. But do you think she really is like, is it really rolling off her or is it like fake it till you make it? 1000%. For her, it's a roll off thing. It's like just how she's wired. And I'm so jealous. I wish that I was like that. So what I would like to do, I don't see, I think that's next level. I think that's, you know, that's, that's a project for coming years. I think the solution right now is fake it till you make it. Like, I just have to be like, because I preach this all the time. I'm like, oh, you know, you know, be grateful for the good stuff, whatever. So it's almost counterintuitive to the way I want to live my life, right? Because unless it's uh, unless it's terrible news, everything you just but you can bounce back from anything. Like nothing's Here's, that nothing's that big of a deal. Yes, but I think we are hardwired. Most of us are hardwired to be the other way. Like to, I think most people are hardwired to like stew and whatever. So really, because I feel like I stand alone in this. Like, I feel like I'm the only person who's like, oh, my God, that wasn't a big deal. Let it go. Um, You don't think that. So you don't think I stew? No. Really? Yes. Oh, OK. I mean, I think you do a little bit. Like if we get in a fight or an argument or whatever. But you are very capable of being mad, whatever. We go our separate ways. Then 10 minutes later, you come downstairs and you're like, hey, are you going to the grocery store? Will you get some you know, turkey for sandwiches? And it's just over. Mm-hmm. You're just like, whereas I am the type of person who's like, oh my God, I can't believe we fought about that. I can't believe I'm blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then if, if I'm mad at you, then I'm like, oh, you want me to go get you turkey now? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I said, so I think, I think, yeah, that's my question. If you're a person, if you have perfected the art of the bounce back, I want to know how you did it. I want you to teach me your ways. If you're a natu- if you're like Callie's mom and it just naturally, you're like, oh, this moment in time, she'll pass, whatever. Then I don't want to hear from you. You're gifted. You're talented. Congratulations. I don't have that. I want to hear from the actors. I want to hear from the, the people that have really worked through it, who have struggled, who have mastered it, who have worked through it. They've conquered it. Yes. Those are the people who can call 800-434-5454 and tell me your secret. I was talking to a girlfriend the other day and I was telling her that I feel like the energy of the new house has been like super good. Like we talked a little bit about how like the move, we just feel lighter. Like there's just something that's different. Like, I don't think we like pick on each other as much, not pick. We didn't really pick on each other before, but that's a bad way to say that. Were you picking on me? Did I not notice it? (laughs) No, but you know what I mean? Like there were like little, there were just, I feel like not chronic annoyances, but things were just, Oh, got to do this. Oh, there's a, this, oh, there's a, that. Oh, the, I don't know. And I was telling her how I felt like it was kind of like the energy in the other house was kind I of th- like sour. I think maybe we have to have a different conversation. Cause I, I don't feel like, I agree with you on the energy of the house, but I don't feel like you and I were. No, but everything was, you know what I mean? It was just kind of like the, like the energy was just like, it wasn't, 
I didn't realize that it was kind of meh. And then we moved in here and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. like we're so, this is just so much more pleasant, like a more pleasant existence. It just feels more pleasant. You know what I mean? I get that. Like, so it's not necessarily like that we would bicker more anything in the other house. It just, this house feels lighter to me. Like you more consistently are coming home in like a good mood. I am too. Like, I just feel like it's good. And when I was telling my friend this, she was like, oh my God, we moved two months ago and I experienced the exact same thing with my husband. Like I didn't realize that we had so many micro annoyances in the old house. And when we moved, it was like, (sighs) but they didn't realize how many micro annoyances just like built up for themselves, not even in their relationship, but just, you know, like you were saying the other week, like, I would little bit be annoyed every time I walked in and had to walk up a flight of stairs with two arms of groceries. And it was just one of those tiny little things. But at the time, because it was something you had to do or we had to do and you didn't, and we didn't realize there was another option. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I think we didn't, it was like, it was internalizing a little bit of stress. Yes. That we never, that, that we didn't even realize existed. Yes. Right. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, totally. And I feel like I'm doing a very poor job of describing this whole thing, but she was like, oh my gosh, I think where you live can completely shift everything. Cause like yeah. she used to live in an older house, like, and they sold their older house, but before they did, she was like, we had a lot of like, you know, bug problems. And like when it rained our basement, moved, like all these little kind of things that were just always present and always just kind of just on the surface a little bit. And yeah. she's like, those are all gone. And we moved into our new house and things are just different. Like it just feels different. It's one on the, on the family list of things that are either like to do's or we got to fix this or, or this is irritating or whatever. It's just cut in half. Yeah. Which I feel that same way about our house. I think I agree with you. I think and her, but I don't think it has, like, I, I, th- I think it has to do with the energy of this space, not necessarily like the to-do list. So you don't think it's about, um, so you think it's just a different energy of space. It's not that we were walking upstairs, I think it's, two arms of groceries and stuff like that. I think that contributes to it, but I also think there's, um, like, if you want to get like really deep on it, if you think philosophically mm-hmm. about the whole thing, right? Like not l- like I'm going to use literal phrases, but I'm thinking about that, like the feng shui stuff, you know, Okay. like that Asian, how to decorate your yeah, house, feng shui. feng shui, whatever mm-hmm. it's called. So I'm thinking about that. If you think about the house, the, the space that we have now, the home that we live in now, when we walk into the front door, that is our living area. That mm-hmm. whole down, that first level that we walk in is our living area. So we have the garage off to one side and that's where we have some storage. That's where the cars are. That's where, you know, that's the garage. Then uh, uh, over from that, we have some closets. You have like an office slash Peloton room mm-hmm. slash yoga mat room, whatever. That's down there. The kitchen, we eat every meal in the kitchen. It's not even really conducive to eating 
meals in the kitchen. Like there's cabinets under the island, so it's not super comfortable, but it's just such a cozy space. It's where we gather, yeah. yeah that that Callie and I, and then there's like a dining area, then there's a living room. But my point is when you walk in the front door, all of this living space is in front of you, mm-hmm. right? Then when you come upstairs, there are, you know, bedrooms, our bedroom and Ellie's bedroom. There, our studio is, is upstairs. Ellie's got a little playroom space. There's like a, a landing. It's like open and everything's spread out, I guess is my point. Mm-hmm. The townhome, we were literally stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Like, so if I was downstairs working and you were upstairs getting dinner ready, figure like literally and figuratively, like we were stacked on top of each other. Yeah. If you were in bed and I was in the kitchen cleaning up, we were stacked on top of each mm-hmm. other. And I think that has something to do. I think the energy in this new house is horizontal. Mm-hmm. And I think the energy in the other house was vertical. Yeah. And I think vertical energy is more stressful. We sound really crunchy right now, but I 1000% Thanks agree for with being you. patient with me while I described the layout of our, our of our house that the You re- should have seen his hands by the way. He's but doing reason- like interpretive flowy movements with his hands. It's very feng shui. Well, I hadn't I didn't know this was coming up, so I hadn't explained it. That's why it took so long to explain it, but my point was the energy in this house goes forward and out. Mm. The energy in the other house went up and down almost like a corridor that was the stairwell. Mm-hmm. It was fine, but I think this is more conducive to relaxation. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And you know what? Here is the plus of renting. And people always like dog on us for renting places because we've been renters for like seven years now. Um, but I think with every move too, we get a better space of things like that, a better feel of things like that, where, okay, open makes us feel this. And you know what I mean? So I feel like we have a really good list of like what we actually do value in a home when we buy one, um, because we live live so many places. So there's the upside of that. I am happy that things worked out how they did when they did, because if the timing was a little bit different, we may have considered buying that townhome. I mean, because we're already living there. You know what I mean? If if uh, our landlord said, "Hey, I'll give you guys a great price. Yeah, if we'll just do it like as a handshake deal. You know what I mean? We'll mm-hmm. save on the commission and stuff and whatever." There's a chance we may have done that, and if we had, we ne- we wouldn't have we wouldn't have known because it didn't feel bad while we were. No, in there. it totally did not feel bad when we were there, but. Yeah. And I wish, yeah, here we go. As long as we're talking about things that to be better at by the end of the year, I do, I would like to be a person who is more, I wish I was able to recognize that while we are living in the townhome. Yeah. Not as a negative thing, but just as a, hey, there's a weird energy flow in here. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, some people do that. Like some people can walk into a space and go, oh, this is really powerful like, I feel like the townhome was powerful entrepreneurial energy. That is true. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that's the vibe. Felt high risey. It did feel high risey. Felt New York City-ish. It felt structured. Yep. Um, I wish I was one of those people who was so in tune with stuff. And I think we all have that ability, but it's it's what you where you choose to put your focus. And I would like to be find a way to be more focused on stuff like that. I think that would be cool. Oh!
Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. My wife said to me, why don't you treat me today the way you did when we were first dating? And I said, good point. So I took her out to dinner. Then we went to a movie. Then I dropped her off at her parents' house. Little Spoon makes healthy mealtime easy at every stage, saves hours in your week, and it's a reasonable price. And they will deliver right to your door. Little Spoon makes 100% organic cold breast baby food for every eating stage. They have a toddler and kids food line that takes you through the the weaning stage and into the big kid years. And they just launched a line of on the go smoothies. Now their lineup is seriously amazing. They have things like Mac and cheese, but there's hidden butternut squash and carrots. They have things like chicken pot stickers, maybe things we wouldn't necessarily be making at home, but that I definitely want Ellie to try. Um, you know, I'm letting little spoon handle it because you know, I am not the chef. I cannot do it like little spoon can do it. And the food is delicious. I have tried everything that Ellie's had and it's awesome. For snacks, we love the smoothies. Each flavor is inspired by a classic treat. So Ellie is obsessed with these shakes. Like there's a strawberry banana shake. It tastes just like a milkshake, but it's with all healthy and clean ingredients. So it is mindless for me. It is one less thing I have to worry about. And it's sitting in my fridge waiting to go so I don't have to find extra time in my day to cook. The best part is the price is right. With kids meals under $5 and baby food and smoothie snacks under three bucks, it makes trying Little Spoon easy. Get 50% off your first order when you go to littlespoon.com and enter the code UPSIDE at checkout. Again, get 50% off your first order when you go to littlespoon.com and enter the code UPSIDE at checkout. Change up your look in a snap. Pair eyewear's base frame and magnetic top frame combination makes it easy to switch up your style even in the middle of a day. You could start the morning looking one way and end the day looking completely different because here's how it works. With Pair Eyewear, you choose your base frame. Now, they have a bunch of different styles. You get the one that looks best on your face. Square, cat eye, rectangle, whatever. Uh, and then you, and then there's colors too. So you pick the color that you're going to wear probably most often, right? But then you get these top frames. They attach to the base frame by magnet. And these frames come in hundreds of different styles and color patterns which means you could wear the base frames to work in the morning, like on a Friday, right? You just, you're the person wearing basic glasses. Then you go to lunch and you're like, you know what? It's Friday. Countdown to five o'clock is here. Weekend right around the corner. Boom. Pop on some of the top frames that are bright and loud and exciting. Celebrate something with your eyewear. Your eyewear could be as unique as you are. One pair infinite style and the best part starts at only 60 bucks and that includes prescription lenses go to paireyewear.com slash upside to get 15 percent off your first purchase that's p-a-i-r eyewear.com slash upside get 15 percent off your first purchase trust me i am a pair eyewear wearer the service was great the product is great and the compliments are awesome
if you like to think of yourself as a chef, or if you're like me and you just have like these like fantasies of being a really good chef, then do yourself a favor, turn on the girl meets farm podcast. It's a podcast by the food network and then jump in the kitchen. Here's what you're going to do. You go to the show notes before you listen to the show. This is a pro tip here, right? You print out the recipe and then you turn on the podcast Girl Meets Farm. It's hosted by Molly Ye, who is super cute. And she's a food blogger. She's got cookbooks. You may have seen her or heard her before. She's awesome. She is a city girl, but she moved to North Dakota because that's where her husband lives. So she moved there and she's got all these really cool recipes. So what Food Network did is they've taken her show and they've made it into a, a podcast, which I think is great because you can't ever like watch things and cook things at the same time. So you you turn on the podcast and then you can actually make what she's making while you're listening to the show. Her recipes are simple. They're genius. They're dishes inspired by her Chinese and Jewish heritage. Okay. Listen to this. In the episode called new farm traditions, she makes garlic and onion challah bread, chopped salad with crumbled feta. You had me in feta creamy homemade hummus and olive oil blondies with chocolate frosting and sprinkles. Um, that's all you need to say. I am so in listen to girl meets farm on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here are today's three random things. Jeff dollar top 10 best barbecue cities. The list is out. Would you like to guess the top three? I feel like around Atlanta, are any of them in Georgia? No. Okay. Not was, in the top 10. Um, Austin, Texas has to be on there. Not on there. Austin, Texas is not one of the top barbecue? Nope. Cities? Nope. Okay. Then I don't even know if I agree with the list. Memphis, Tennessee. Number five. Are these big cities? Yeah. Like, Big-ish. Big-ish? Like it's not like... Oh, it's not something you've never heard of. No, 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 no. You'll know, you'll know all the cities. I'm looking for a top five... None of them are in the South. Oh, then the whole list is wrong. And by the way, I don't consider Texas the South. I mean, I know Texas thinks oh, the so South. Oh, so. The Southeast. No, Texas thinks they're their own country. Yeah. Okay, so number one, Kansas City, Missouri. Who knew? Oh, yeah, Kansas City. But yeah, like ribs and stuff. Really? I had uh-huh. no idea. Number yeah. two, Chicago, Illinois. No. Who did this list? Uh, I am forgetting where I printed it off from. Uh, number three, Houston, Texas. No, I've never, I have been to Houston. I haven't never eaten barbecue there, but it, that doesn't seem right. Number four, Cincinnati, Ohio. What? Who did this list? <laughs> Number five is Memphis, Tennessee. And no. Do you want me to keep going? No. It's a, what, what's number six? London? Louisville. So we have like no, something it did, in it, the Southeast. It did, it, you don't even have to keep going. What a terrible list. Uh, New York City is number eight. No. By the way. Who put that out? New York City? <laughs> like, hey, let's make ourselves top 10 barbecue. Nobody will believe it for top three, but let's make us top 10. We'll see if we get some tourists. And my second random thing is your eyes have a pretty large blind spot that your brain is filling in with what it thinks you should be seeing. So your brain can play tricks on you. So if you think you see things, maybe they're not actually there. But yeah, you're not seeing everything that you think you see. Some of it is just your brain telling you. Hey, this is probably what goes there, which is like slightly terrifying. The brain's amazing. And my third random thing is Yale University was chartered in 1701. Oh, Yale University, number seven, (laughs) state of Connecticut, number seven location for great barbecue, Stamford, Connecticut. 
It was chartered in 1701. It was originally named the Collegiate School at New Haven. Very fancy. Oh, New Haven. That's where Yale is. Uh, It was created by a group of Harvard alum who were alarmed. Oh, Harvard, number 11 on the top 12 barbecue list. Cambridge, Massachusetts, known for its brisket. (laughs) The Harvard alumni were alarmed at their alma mater's decline in Puritan orthodoxy. And those are my three random things. Another another family milestone, Callie, on on our journey of parenthood. Uh, yesterday I made, I don't know if I've shared it with you yet, but Ellie has her own shared calendar. Oh my gosh, she does. Yeah. She's got a busy schedule, that little one. I put all of her, because she's going to, um, camp once a week at her preschool. Like in the fall, she starts going to preschool twice a week, but we signed her up for a bunch of like weekly sessions just to get her used to the classroom, the teachers and stuff and give her something to do. Give her some little kids to hang out with and whatnot. Friends. She Friends. calls them kids. That's kids, she yeah. She's kids. like, we're like, what did you do at school today? And she goes, kids. kids. Um, we, and the other last time she went, the teacher reported. Um, the teacher was the one who brought her out to carpool. So Callie got to ask her, and like, hey, how was Ellie today? And the teacher said she kept um, bringing animals up to me and making the sounds that they make, like little figurines. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually horrifying. Just to walk up and look at the teacher and go, <laughs> rawr, while holding a little toy line and then walk away. Like that could be in one of those Goosebumps books. Yeah, it totally could. You're Goosebumps like, books for toddlers. <laughs> There's um, a new market. But anyway, so I put all of her, like her next half a dozen days at camp on there. And then I put um, her school calendar on there. And then I went and deleted, you know, her fall break and like Thanksgiving week and whatever. Uh, so I took that stuff off. So she has a thing and then I'm going to put, uh, I got to find out it's on my calendar. I got to look ahead and find out when her doctor's appointment is. Mm-hmm. It'll be around her second birthday. I think, mm-hmm. I think, right. Do they go from 18 months to second birthday? Or I think there so. I mean, you took her last time. I can't, I have no idea. I don't pay attention. So, um, so I'm going to put that on there, but Ellie now has her very own calendar, a social calendar. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. We've talked on the show a few times about how there are security features that seem a little disproportionate to like what they are. I think last time we were talking about like the Starbucks password, like the the Starbucks app security yeah. is higher security than my bank account. Like it is crazy particular. Same. Um, I brought this up. I think this seems very familiar, like a little deja vu, but uh, Pizza Hut, the app, at least last time, there used to be a Pizza Hut near our old house. So we'd order pizza sometimes. This, this is before I became a terrific pizza chef. Mm-hmm. Um, but we would order Pizza Hut sometime on the weekends. And it was one of those apps that I used enough that it stayed on my phone, but not enough that it kept me logged in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So every time I would have to use it and it would be like, what's your password? And I would like, I don't know. And then I would have to reset it. And they're like, uh, you need four letters, two capitals, a and you number, can't use a, a password symbol. password that you've used uh-huh. on this device in yeah. 25 years. Yep. And you're like, oh. You need to use one hieroglyphic and uh, uh, one Hebrew word. Go. So, and I'm like, what? 
So it's, I have, it's pizza, bro. So I have a new layer, right? The new layer is I was asked last time I entered in a password to pick security questions. And then when you reset your password, you have to guess which security questions you picked. It, so it doesn't, so it says like. So back in the old days, you would it, have like five security questions and you would have to answer all of them. Back in the old days, it was your mom's maiden name. Right. And that was it. Remember that? Remember the good old days when they were like, what's your mom's maiden name? And that was all you needed to know. And then this is like, who is your first crush? Like, I don't know. I have no yeah. idea. Like who, um, orange. who's mine, your favorite teacher? Mine was orange. Who was your favorite sports team? Which for Jeff would be like, whoever's good at that very moment when you make the password. But he, no, I know who my favorite sports team would be. If the, as a kid, like a who's your favorite sports team growing up? No, it just says oh, okay. like, who's your favorite sports the, team? The questions that throw me, if they're like, who is your childhood best friend? And I'm like, well, are we talking about school best friend or neighborhood best friend? Right, like they need to be more specific. And are we talking about childhood, like childhood through eighth grade? Or are we talking about childhood, like high school? Because childhood, high school, I, I had like a, like sometime in middle school, I, had, I, I did a friend swap. Yeah. So the added layer is when you sign up, you pick the security questions. And then when you go to change your password or whatever, you have to remember out of the 15 security questions that there are possible answers to, you have to remember which ones you selected. Yeah. So they give, they say, which security question do you think you would have chosen to answer? Yeah. So is it like, did I choose my mother's maiden name or my father's like mother's name? I'm like, I, I, I can't remember. And then that's when you just click reset password and you click all the boxes that have traffic lights in it and you just move on. I think I got that wrong. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Stephanie. Because this is Ellie's first artwork home, um, now's a good time to do this. I take pictures of the artwork and then create a photo book of all of the artwork each year. So you don't have paper cluttering up everything and you can keep it forever. And it's not a big deal if it gets accidentally thrown away. All right. Bye. Here's a little gross behind the scenes. Right before we started recording, Callie looks across the desk and says, what are you chewing on? And uh, or no, I think your actual sentence was, what are you sucking on? And I wasn't. It looked like you were sucking on like candy or something. I was like, what are you doing? No, I had a little, a little leftover lunch that had gotten itself wedged in between my teethers and I was trying to get it out. So I was like, oh, I'm being gross. So I stopped trying to like push it out with my tongue and we started to record the show and we got like 10 seconds into it. I'm like, I got to go brush my teeth. So I excused myself and went in and grabbed my Bruch toothbrush and just took like 10 seconds and used their gazillion, you know, head rotations a second to <laughs> dissolve that thing right out of my face. <laughs> and then you come back and you're feeling all better. There's, not, there's nothing worse than having something stuck in your teeth that's too small to like oh my gosh to get out but big enough that you're like it's driving you crazy there's something there yeah absolutely well they have so here's another thing that we haven't really talked about with Bruce they have um six 
unique cleaning modes. So you can kind of like pick the style that you want. They have gentle. If you have really sensitive gums, they have like white to remove like surface stains and stuff like that. So like maybe after you drink your coffee, after you have some wine, you would use that. And then there's tongue mode that you can use on your tongue. So it's like a super fancy toothbrush. We've already told you that it is absolutely gorgeous. And one of my other favorite things is that it comes with a subscription plan. So every three months they will send replacement heads to your door. So you don't have to think about it anymore, which is super nice. And you know, I am all about the subscriptions. I am all about having things delivered that don't have to live on my like permanent adult to-do list. Right. It is so nice to not have to think about it. And you know, it's the little things in life. Um, Bruce is going to give you 20% off when you pick your Bruce brush kit and plan when you go to bruce.com slash upside. Now that's B-R-U-U-S-H.com slash upside. 20% off when you go to bruce.com slash upside. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Let's talk about taking care of your mind. We all want to, to feel better physically. We want to be stronger. We want to be healthier. We want to weigh less. We, we want to have more endurance. We want to be able to run farther. And we all know what to do to achieve those goals, right? We might not do them, but we know what it takes. Let me ask you a question. Do you know what it takes to fix your mental health? Like if you want to be able to run farther, you know that you just got to get out there and start running and you run for 90 seconds on day one. And then on day five, you try to go for two minutes. Then you try to go for three. Then you try to go for five. That's what you do. But what do you do if you're dealing with anxiety or depression or scary thoughts or, or the imposter syndrome? And you just need someone to talk to, to get through that. Where do you begin? You begin with better help. You can get online therapy in the comfort of your own home. And because you're an upside listener, you can get it for 10% off your first month. Go to betterhelp.com slash upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com. If you're constantly doubting yourself, I'm a psychologist, and here are three things I wish I knew when I was younger about self-doubt. Number one, avoidance feeds self-doubt. And the more you avoid something, the more you will believe in that narrative that says, I would never have been good enough anyway. Number two, tackling self-doubt demands courageous action in the direction of something that matters to you. Something that feels so important that it overrides your need to feel comfortable and ready. Number three, when you stop waiting for self-doubt to disappear, when you make this radical decision to let that self-doubt come along for the ride as you do that scary thing, it won't hold you back anymore.